Hey there, Omaha. Uh, welcome into another episode of the Restaurant Hoppin' Podcast. We got something a little bit different today. We're going down a different avenue. We've we've had different episodes on the show, done a lot of talking to chefs, restaurateurs, had some of my friends on here talking about Husker sports and how that relates to food. We're, we're going down a different path today. We're going to be talking about keto diets, and to do that, I have to welcome in Laura Rosola. Yes, here uh, we go. She formerly owned Downright Delicious in Clorinda, Iowa as a bakery. She developed the keto line at the Omaha Bakery, and now she's bringing desserts and keto-friendly pizza crusts to Cops Pizza Company. Laura, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's it's super fun to be here. <laughs> I wouldn't be anywhere else. Awesome. I love to hear that. So, I have to be completely transparent. I, prior to setting this interview up and everything, was not super familiar with the keto diet. I have not practiced this, don't really know a whole lot about it, but I know a lot of people who are very into it, and I've seen it just really kind of skyrocket in popularity, I feel like, over the last couple months. Um, what I know about it is it's a it's a diet that really emphasizes a small amount of carbs and a high amount of fat, and there have been a lot of health benefits that have been linked to it. So I guess I just want to open the mic up to you and kind of let you explain to people exactly what the keto diet is and maybe why it's gained such popularity recently. You know, I think you really hit the high points already. It's definitely very low carb, um, usually about 20 to 25 net carbs a day, which if anybody has ever looked at a label, sometimes that's in one portion of food uh-huh. for the normal standard American diet. Um, but then it goes into high fat, which most of us all of our lives have learned that that's a very bad uh-huh. thing. So it's definitely something that requires um, a a change in mindset, but mainly in a nutshell, uh, when you take away carbs, which is what your body normally burns for energy, normally we're carb burning machines, Mm -hmm. um, then your body has to look for a different source of energy. And when you start having a higher amount of fat, then your body figures out that that wants to burn fat for Mm -hmm. its energy source. So you literally turn yourself into a fat burning machine, which is really good for people who, um, maybe struggle with weight, but there have been several other, um, you know, reversing diabetes, and it's really good for people who have seizures. There's several medical reasons that um, the keto diet works as well. So it's 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 really interesting. Yeah. So it, it is. It does just seem counterintuitive that to lose weight you would have a high fat diet. It is. But the idea is your body instead of using carbs for energy, it's using the fat. So you're burning that fat, but you're still eating. So you're yeah. not like starving yourself. No. So you're still eat. You're. It's a high protein diet as well, correct? So um, typically moderate not. protein. Okay. There are some who are doing more of what they call a keto vor, which is a, a protein heavy version of keto. So yeah, absolutely. Kind of depends on your activity level and what you need for your body. Gotcha. So we. I mean, we've seen so many dieting fads come and go over the <laughs> Tell years. Tell me about it, right? They're here for five minutes. Everybody's all jazzed about it. They're like, this is the thing. This is the thing. This is the thing. <laughs> and then a month later, it's just like, oh, yeah, that thing just kind of came and went. Keto's been a little bit different. This one has definitely had more staying power. Why do you think that is? 
You know, I'm not, I'm not sure. This actually started in the 50s, mostly in medical testing, you know, for um, people who have seizures, epilepsy. Um, but now, you know, even when I started over two years ago, I was like, oh, that's going to be a fad. There's no, I owned a bakery. How could I do low carb? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it didn't, it didn't seem to make any sense. But I think it, it becomes a way of life for a lot of people. It doesn't feel like a diet. I mean, once I started reading that I could use real butter, real cream, you know, cream cheese, bacon, those comfort foods, it was like, oh, that seems like a diet that I could kind of stick with. And, and it has, it just kind of becomes a way of life. It, most people who follow it long-term just think of it as how they eat. It's not a diet anymore. So how did you really get into it. I mean, there's, there's one thing to being aware of it and acknowledging it and saying, okay, that might work to like fully buying in, which it seems like you've done. What was that process like? It, it was a little bit different for me. I actually um, started my weight loss journey about uh, five years ago, roughly. I lost a hundred pounds and then, wow, congrats. thanks. And then I had a baby. So naturally I gained back um, about 50 pounds and I didn't want that baby weight to get comfortable. And that was about the time that keto started getting popular. So um, I told my friend very specifically, I couldn't do keto because, you know, carbs. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and um, she was like, you know, look into it. And I thought, you know, if I could at least use it to get a few pounds off very quickly, then it would be worth it. And then before I knew it as a baker, people were saying, Hey, I'm keto. Now you're keto and I miss donuts, you know? <laughs> so, um, it kind of became this thing where I kind of realized that I had a secondary value besides just losing weight. I could probably help others do the same. So, yeah. So what was that exploration process look like? Because I'm assuming you've baked your whole life yes. and all of a sudden you're just like, okay, now I have to take this thing that I know and I just have to complete completely remold it into something <laughs> new, but I have to present it in a way that's familiar to people that they understand. How do you even start that journey? I, you know, like I said, I had a customer very just bluntly tell me she missed chocolate donuts. And I kind of thought, you know, I could, I could try a donut. So I, I got some new flowers, some new sugars, and the science is totally different. Uh -huh. <laughs> there have been a lot of missteps and um, learning curves to say the least, but I think it became very natural for me to just start, um, converting things in my brain. So first it was a donut that went from, you know, your normal donut to more like a cake donut for, um, keto versions. And then it, it just kind of grew from there. So, um, then my bakery started offering a full keto line and it, it the keto community, um, gets very excited when there's new products mm -hmm. <laughs> and new companies that are offering them. So it, it's a lot to keep up with. And then they just want more. And then you figure out more as you go. <laughs> so what, what about like your normal customers? Did they come in and just be like, what the heck is this? Or did they embrace it and be like, oh, hey, this is something new. I'll give it a try. What what was their reaction? There was a little bit of both. Um, you know, my, I had a very, very standard Midwest cafe bakery, you know, um, a lot of carbs, a lot of potatoes, uh -huh. you know, uh, we did donuts from scratch every morning, cinnamon rolls from scratch, all of our bread that we served was homemade. So, I mean, you can kind of paint the picture. <laughs> um, I had several customers come in that were kind of confused. Some of them just kind of ignored it and just went about ordering whatever they wanted. But then I started to see a lot of customers come in that said, thank you, you know, to be able to come in and sit down and 
order a meal or order some donuts or whatever that they could actually eat and not have to feel like they were out of place, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, being keto, it's easy to go into a restaurant and order a burger without a bun and a side salad, you know, mm -hmm. but to be able to go in somewhere and just order something and know that it's keto and not have to make a bunch of corrections or modifiers to it is kind of nice too. So how long did it take for you that first time? Like you mentioned the chocolate donut was yeah. kind of the jumping off point. Yeah. How long did it take you to go from here's my standard normal chocolate donut to here's a chocolate donut that I can comfortably present to a keto friendly person? Um, so again, the keto, com the keto community gets really excited. So it had to be fast. Yeah. Um, I did a test one week and then the next week I said I would have like six dozen for sale and they sold out in about 12 hours. Wow. And so it went very quickly. Yeah. Within, within a year I was selling, um, we, we went to kind of a pre-packed food meals, um, besides desserts and breakfast. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we were selling probably about, um, orders to about a hundred different people a week between Clarendon and we delivered all the way to Omaha. So I have, I have a lot of customers that were here in Omaha, even when I was still downright ketolicious. So wow. yeah. Now you mentioned you have kind of the conversions down in your brain yeah. now. So I assume it's a lot easier to do it. But when you first started out, are you like Googling things, watching <laughs> videos? Are you just experimenting just at home? Like, how do you even get started tackling you know, that? It's a little bit of it's a little bit of all of those things, just because usually once I start into something, I want to know the why I want to know mm -hmm. how it works. And um, it would be a matter of finding maybe four different recipes for one item and finding out what pieces of each one worked. <laughs> mm -hmm. So then um, it, it's a lot of piecework, a lot of math, a lot of conversions, because um, with regular baking, your flour has gluten, which is a thickener. Mm -hmm. And, you know, almond flours does not have those same properties. So it was very interesting to fi figure out which um, products reacted with each other different ways. Well, and the thing with baking that I think even a lot of people don't understand is baking is such a, like, specific process it, like it's more it like is. science really, really than it is cooking if you are just a little bit off on a certain ingredient you know your your cake may not rise or just all kinds of things could go wrong it's not like cooking where oh i made a mistake but i can fix it yeah, now it's much easier to fix when uh, there are several people who can cook and not bake mm -hmm. or bake and not cook because it's you know, when you're when you're cooking in the kitchen, it's very easy to, you know, to throw in a pinch of this and, a, you know, a handful of that or whatever and and make it adjust or be right. But then when you're baking it, the the ratios and the um, conversions, the measurements all have to be a lot more specific. So it's hard to kind of cross over. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, you mentioned that uh, the Keo community, when they find something that they really like, they dive in and they Very embrace much. it. Yeah. And I think kind of in our, in our discussion leading up to, uh, leading up to this chat, you said that you feel like that might be due to that the search for quality keto products can frustrate and even deter some people. Yeah. Why do you think it's so difficult to find quality keto products? You know, I think a lot of people who own restaurants or a lot of chefs, a lot of bakers are probably like, 
I used to be. I think there's more than once that I may have said that you can pry carbs from my cold, dead hands. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I think you get very used to that feeling that this is how I'm going to cook and this is what people need to enjoy. And it is a little bit intimidating unless you have the time and desire to really sit down and understand the science behind, you know, what makes things, you know, keto versus not keto, what people can eat. But I think. It's nice because people who are keto are also often diabetic. So my products kind of, you know, cross over into, you know, diabetics who may not have a way to get sweets very often or, you know, it's, it's a treat for them too. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely worth the conversion time and worth figuring out, but it's still a lot of work. Now, I think the big question that everyone listening right now wants answered is, okay, so this is... Basically, how does it taste? Like, <laughs> if, if you put a keto-friendly piece of cake in front of me and just a normal piece of cake in front of me, and I taste test those back-to-back, am I going to be able to tell the difference? You know, I think there are some very real telltale signs. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, the flowers are different, so the consistencies will be just slightly different. The sugars are a little bit different. Um, I use a sweetener called urethitol, which is super fun to say and spell. <laughs> um, but some people can kind of pick up almost, you know, like a diet soda flavor. You know, the the sweetener is just a little bit different. So there are things that you can definitely tell are different, but I like to tell people that if you can tell that it's keto or tell that it's diet, then I didn't do my job because I want people to be able to, you know, enjoy the same products without feeling like it's diet food, like mm-hmm. at that dread that comes in, you know, along with it. I brought you, I did actually bring cake and I, I'm very I excited hope, about I hope that. that maybe there's a way to post a picture, but side by side, I brought the exact same, I did red velvet this week. So there's red velvet layered cake that's regular oh and gosh. keto. So yeah, that's, and that's another thing is I like, you know, people to be able to come in and say, you know, with their family and not feel like they're totally excluded mm, in mm-hmm. the total, you know, dining out experience because so many times people who have a different have different dietary needs do feel like, you know, they're they're the squeaky wheel or they have to have a lot of modifiers, right. you know, and that's it's just no fun to have to be that person. So to be able to walk into a place and order cake and, you know, your husband orders cake and the kids order cake and you get to be there right with them. So it's nice. Mm -hmm. Now, how did you, you mentioned that you had a bakery previously that Mm -hmm. was in Iowa. Yeah. Southwest Iowa. Yes. How did you get hooked up with the Omaha bakery? So, um, I will say I had my own cafe. Obviously it was cafe bakery. I catered, I did keto and I was the only owner. It kind of got out from under me. So um, it got to the point where 100 plus hours a week and I had a toddler at home. Oh, wow. yeah. Have a toddler at home still. He's he's fine. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um, it, it seemed like I needed to maybe reprioritize a little bit. So uh, if, eventually I heard from Michelle at the Omaha Bakery and she thought maybe we would be a good fit together. So I made the decision to go ahead and come here and, you know, uh, develop with her a little bit. And what was that what was that like the early reception, I guess, you know, it's kind of like we talked about earlier. There was, when you first introduced these products at your bakery, there was kind of like a, there was an excitement from the keto community. And there was also kind of like a curiosity from everyone else. Was it similar at the Omaha bakery? It it was a little bit different just because she had already 
pre-established some of her keto lines. So um, she already had customers that were coming in, but then a lot of my loyal customers from Ketolicious were coming in too. So it was kind of almost like reunited. <laughs> like they were happy to see me. I was happy to see them and to be closer and be not be in a place where they could just walk in and get something. And it wasn't just like the weekly drop offs that we were doing previously. So mm-hmm. it was a fun evolution for sure. How exciting was that for you that, that keto baking is something that was getting to the point where it was recognized that like an already established bakery that knows what it's doing is reaching out and saying, we want to be a part of this too. It, Anytime anybody reaches out to you kind of as um, as respect for what you do or as, no, you know, when they recognize that you're doing a job that they want to do as well and they know that you're, you know, it's hard to say exactly. It's, it's definitely a compliment when anybody reaches out to you to use your skills. So mm-hmm. it's super. And to have the demand there is even better. So I'm, I'm all in. <laughs> okay. So how do we move from Omaha bakery then to cops pizza company? <laughs> I, I know it's, I'm just all over the place, but it's so much fun. Um, we, um, we had offered a couple other pizza places to see if anybody wanted to work on a keto crust and hadn't really heard anything back. And then um, right before Thanksgiving, Mr. Chris came over and said he was looking for keto products for keto crust. And since we're so, in such, you know, we're in the same uh, strip mall. So mm-hmm. it seemed to make sense to partner together. And um, as we were working, it kind of just seemed like, a natural evolution. And I never had that pizza job when I was in high school, you know, that, that quintessential first pizza job that everybody has. So I was definitely drawn to maybe trying something a little bit different to be able to still bring some things with me and get into a new line as well. So it's definitely, but it's been a crazy ride, but we just keep moving. So that was something that was a little bit different for you though. I mean, it's still baking, but obviously pizza crust versus you know, pastries and stuff is very, very different. So did that, was that just kind of like reopening that experimentation process? I think it is. I think I naturally yearn to learn more. So, you know, when we first opened the bakery, I didn't know anything about donuts, but that's all we did was, you know, frying donuts daily. I knew some about baking bread, but not a lot. And I learned a lot over the years from baking breads. And I think you know, pizza is definitely a totally different beast from bread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you want it poofy, but not too poofy and crispy. There's there's all these other, you know, standards for pizza crust as opposed to regular breads or pastries. So I, I'm just here to learn more. Why not? Yeah. And the reception has been amazing. We're, mm-hmm. we're both part of the Facebook group, the Omaha Food Lovers. I love everybody at Omaha Food, Omaha, yeah, Omaha Food Lovers. <laughs> I really do. I, they're great. And it's so much fun. To, and I just moved here. So it's a great tool for me to learn the new places to go. And it's just so much fun. Yeah. Well, I think that's the reason that like I feel like the keto-friendly pizzas kind of got on my radar was from that group is yeah. people kept posting their pictures of the pizza and they're like, oh, that, and they have keto-friendly options, keto-friendly options, keto-friendly options. I'm like, what is this? Like <laughs> that pizza looks the same, but I keep hearing about this different thing. So clearly it's caught on. And yeah. I think that goes back to what you said about that keto community just being so excited to finally have a legit 
option out I know, there. I know there's, you know, people pre- previously would say, oh, get a cauliflower crust, which is actually fairly high carb, which, mm-hmm. so it's not totally keto. And, you know, there's several people that will make fat head dough at home, which is fine. But it's that same thing. Like sometimes you just want to go out and have somebody else cook for you. And you just want to have that same experience that everybody else is having. So when there's a, when there's a good product, a good keto product, people are ready to tell you about it. So are you like now going to be like Omaha's go-to keto baker like if any bakery or pizza place or or maybe even pasta who knows what it might be next like can they just come to you and be like laura hey get us on that that keto train yeah absolutely that's what i do that's what i love to i love to inspire people i love to educate people um there is more keto on the way at cops uh besides just really yeah so um where uh, he told me not to, I can't spill too much, you okay, know, it's okay. fine line, but um, location two is in the works. Wow. That I know. Is so exciting. It's so exciting. So I'm, I'm excited to see how that turns out. And as there's more room, there'll be more, just more room to create. So I'm looking forward to helping grow cops, which is fun. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So um, as we, as we wind down a little bit here, I think, it's important, you know, if someone has listened to this conversation, they're like, and they're interested in keto now, what would you kind of recommend that they do to get started or to conduct research? Like, what would you recommend to someone who's looking into keto? You know, people kind of approach me often. Obviously, I'm fairly outspoken as far as what it has done for me, but I usually advise people to start just a regular week, even just reading labels. And I know that sounds so basic, but, you know, even after I started the first couple of months, I would read a label and I'd be like, gosh, darn it, there's sugar in there. Uh-huh. Like stuff that you would never even think about needing sugar. Seasoning salt has sugar in it. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's one of those things that you don't even realize but can derail you. So even just taking the time to start reading labels and seeing where your sugar is coming from is a good place to start. And then just cutting that out a little bit at a time. I know there's some proponents that say go cold turkey. I am not that girl. I would much rather ease into it and take yeah. a couple of weeks to kind of let my body adjust. So both ways work. That is not what worked for me. I'm not saying it doesn't work for other people, but um, basically cutting out sugars and um, pastas, wheats. It, it's, it's not easy, but um, on the other hand, you feel so amazing on the other side. Okay. It, it really, it really is a noticeable difference. So gotcha. And then last thing that I really want to hit on here, we, we've talked about the Omaha bakery. We've talked about cops. Those are both awesome places yes. that I highly endorse. Are there any other Omaha restaurants that you would recommend as very keto friendly options for people? You know, like I said, I just kind of moved. So oh, that's I'm still, true. Yeah, yeah maybe I'm, I'm, still, I'm still searching. So maybe somebody can listen to this and, you know, give us a few ideas too, because I think it's definitely a market that's untapped for mm-hmm. the most part. Um, and, you know, people are learning that there's definitely a population that's interested in keto then, and there's absolutely revenue to be made from them. So I hope that we're not the only ones doing it. I hope that more people start getting on board for sure. Awesome. Well, uh, Laura, that's really all I had. 
Is there is there anything else that we haven't hit on that you wanna you wanna mention about keto before we get out of here? Bef- you mean before we eat? Before we eat? Because yes. I brought goodies. You know, I used to call myself the carb fairy because when I had my um, bakery, I would take people donuts or cupcakes or whatever wherever I went. And now I'm like the no carb fairy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think I think that's it. I think it's ex- it's an exciting time, and I'm always looking forward to meeting more people. And it's it's nice to actually meet. So yes, yeah, yes, it's this good. Is fantastic. It's so All much right. fun. Let's shut up and quit talking okay. so we can stuff our faces okay. with some pizza and cake. Uh, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Lauren Rasola, thank you so much for yes, coming on. Um, if anyone is is interested in you know keto diets or anything, do your research. Look into it. Like Laura said, there are plenty of resources out there. You can go to Cops or the Omaha Bakery and, and check out some of their options. Uh, and yeah, just... Give it a shot. Always just have an open mind. I think that's the most important thing with anything is maybe it's not for you, but just go into it with an open mind and and give it a try. You never know. All right. Until next week, Omaha. Thanks for eating with me. A Parkville Media Production.